Hello, everyone. Welcome back to A Turn of Events, where we help put a positive spin on the future of your business. I'm Annette Nave, the Creative Director and CEO of Nave Productions. We are a strategic event production company based in New York City. We specialize in corporate social nonprofit, which is pretty much everything. If you are looking to do a live, a virtual or hybrid event, hybrid is when you do a live aspect with a live feed to that. We are happy to talk to you about it, consult, or even help you produce it. We've been doing a lot of them. We actually have a, another fundraising virtual event tomorrow. So it's actually our last one on our books right now because everyone's starting to go live and we're really excited about that. And New York is opening up a lot more now. So we're, it's spring is here. And so we're really, if you are an event planner or a wedding planner and you are looking to start your own business, please join us. We, I'm gonna be doing a five day free workshop. It is going to talk about how to market to and find your ideal clients leverage uh, your network that you already have and expand your search through the network that you already have systems and tools to bring that client to a close so you get the client now what do you do with them which is really super important and then how to approach events in 2021 and into 2022 because it is a different world here in events they are starting to come back which we are so happy about and it's been a really rough year so Anyone's hosting an event, treat your event production company nice because they've had a rough year and they really need your support and understanding. The Facebook group that I have is the Event Planner Society. But if you want to get into the free Facebook, so the free workshop, please go to eventplanningbusinessworkshop.com. That's eventplanningbusinessworkshop.com. It's going to be launching April 20, Monday, April 26th. It's a five days. Lots of great stuff, so much information. I did one in February, it was a huge success. And if you're just starting out or you're struggling in your business, you gotta come into the workshop because I'm gonna give away all kinds of stuff with 30 years of what I've learned. So I want you to get in there and I wanna help you. Okay, so my next guest, who I am super excited about, she is really a, an amazing person and her background is unbelievable. Paula Rizzo, she is the best-selling author and Emmy award-winning television producer for nearly 20 years. Paula has produced health, wellness, and lifestyle content with a range of topic experts, including JJ Virgin, which I actually worked with for many years. So I love JJ, she's amazing. Jillian Michaels and Deepak Chopra. Most recently, she served as the senior health producer for Fox News Channel in New York City for more than a decade. She's, she coaches authors, experts, and entrepreneurs to, to perform better on camera and produce their own videos. And I just realized I am not wearing the right shirt and I never wear a, a patterned shirt. So she's gonna get me on that one. She's personally media, she's personally media trained executives from Fortune 500 companies and privately owned organizations. We please welcome Paula to the show. Oh, thank you for being here. I'm super excited thank that you. you're here. Oh, I know. you look terrific. Don't worry. I'm wearing the wrong shirt and I never wear a pattern. It's the funniest thing ever. And here, I'm really excited that you're here. We're going to talk about listful living, battle, burnout, and stress with intentional list making. So, yes. you know, as an event producer, I am all about lists. We make lists for lists. We're always got, I've always got my list going. So I can't wait to talk to you about that. But why don't you just talk a little bit about how you got into what you were doing and then you start how you started your own business. And that's yeah. a really exciting story. Why don't you give them a little bit about that? 
Sure. I've always loved lists. I've always wanted to write a book. I never thought I would write two books about list making. I didn't think <laughs> that's what my author track would be, but I spent a long time, as you said, as a television producer and the same thing, it's like an event. It's the same thing that, that you do in a different capacity. You have this broadcast that needs to happen. It right. needs to go on the air at exactly the right time. And there's all these things that have to happen before, during, and after. Lists were a really great way for me to stay on top of it and to be able to produce not only live TV, but then when I started doing pre-taped things and, and stuff like that, it was helpful too. But I wasn't really using lists in the same way at home. And I realized things were falling through the cracks. And that's then how I started my blog years ago called listproducer.com. And now I have the two books, Listful Thinking and Listful Living. And lists are really a great way to de-stress, to take some of that brain power and and use it for something better. You shouldn't have to be remembering things. I, you can't. And that's the thing I tell my team all the time is get it. They feel overwhelmed. Get it out of your head. Put it on paper and then work through it. And then there's yeah. a whole other process to that. But we were going to talk about that. So that's exciting. I know it's so funny that you, it's funny where our careers take us and what we end up doing. It's really interesting. Definitely. I never thought, you know, that I would be coaching event planners on how to start a business. I knew that was something I wanted to do. Early on, when I had trouble with getting someone to help me how to run my business, like I knew how to do sure. that, but I didn't know how to run the business and I didn't know how to price myself and what questions to ask and what should my forms be and all of that yeah. stuff. And I was in tears trying to figure that out. So I said, you know what, someday down the road, and now I'm 12 years in my business, so I, which is unbelievable to even think about. Yeah. <laughs> But so I'm super excited. Okay, so what lessons have you learned about burnout from your past experiences, which I'm sure that's a no brainer. But yeah, let's talk about that. Because I know the industry. I worked yeah. in film and television for many years. So I know the industry, but let's share that with everybody. It is. It's a crazy pace. It's a go-go, especially in the news business. There's a lot of, here's advice and things that we tell other people. Don't go out in the snow. Don't go out in the storm. And what are we all doing? We're all out in the storm. We're all out in the snow. We're doing the opposite. It, it's a stressful business for sure. But for me, it really was the wake-up call came when my appendix burst. Oh my goodness. And yeah, about a year after my first book, Listful Thinking, came out, I was doing everything. I was working full-time as a producer. I was promoting that book, going to every networking event, any speaking thing. And at the time, they were in-person speaking gigs. I knew all of that. We'll be we will eventually. Yeah. So it was yeah. all that. And I was in go mode and I wasn't listening to my body. And I had this dull pain that I was convinced was, was food poisoning. Oh, and I kept saying, it'll go away. It'll go away. It'll go away. It did not. My appendix actually burst in my body, which is like a dirty bomb going off. It's very yes. bad. Yes. And I, I was in the hospital for nine days. I was out of work for six weeks. It took me over a year to recover. But that was such an important lesson for me in, hey, why aren't you listening to yourself? Why are you going at this crazy pace, because I was too busy to go to the ER because I was like, if I go, I'm going to sit there for two hours before they even come get me. And they're going to tell me that it's food poisoning. And like, what a waste of my day. You don't think it's going to be the worst. It's like when you have exactly. something, you know, you know totally. Yeah. So that, that completely changed my outlook on what I allowed onto my to-do list. Because right. then I looked and I said, wait, what are all the things that I was doing previously that maybe I didn't actually need to be the one to do? I could have outsourced. Yeah. Or it was driven by ego. A lot of the things that were on my to-do list while I was in the hospital, 
they got done by somebody else. And it didn't have to be me. So to be able to look at my to-do list in a different way now, to be able to say, you know what? This is actually not a priority. And this is not really informed to now my second book, Listful Living, to be able to create the life that you really want through lists, to be able to say, what do you want your day to look like? How do you want to feel at the end of the day? And it's been a game changer. The World Health Organization officially recognizes burnout as a condition now. Yeah. People are taking it more seriously from your time as a senior health producer and now as a product, a productivity author. What can women do to control burnout that really works? Yeah, it really does affect you body, body, mind and soul. And we don't even know that it's affecting us because we're so used to living in the way that we do that when you finally stop and you say, wait a minute, I feel different now because <laughs> you're not used to going. So the yeah. first step really is to notice it, to notice how you're feeling, to pay better attention to your body, pay better attention to your nutrition, what you're eating, to be able to say, okay, if I eat this thing, then I feel like this. If I'm around this person, then I'm super, super stressed out. Really taking advantage of your perception and being able to say, you know what, this is how I feel at the end of the day. Maybe I need to stop doing these things. And women, especially, we try to do too many things. We think we can do all of it, which you know what, sometimes we can and sometimes we can't. Sometimes we need to be able to give it to somebody else who's better suited to do it and just take back your time and also give yourself some time to recharge because that's a piece that we don't often do, you know, especially for events. When, when you're on stage, when you're giving a talk, you're, you're stressed out because you're giving as much as you possibly can. You get off that stage, everybody wants to talk to you. Everybody wants to engage with you. It's a networking thing. And you're going very rarely do we then give ourselves a half hour to sit down by yourself and recharge. You just go to the next event, you go to the next session, you go to the next thing. It's very difficult on your body. Right. I also, so when, whenever we're doing, we're always busy, very busy before an event, but I always tell the client, don't book anything the week before an event, like completely clear out your calendar. There's a million things you have to do and do not take a vacation the day after an event. Like when the event's over, it's not really over, especially if I'm working with coaches who are selling, you know, programs. Totally. There's that follow-up. And then, then there's still, you do need some time right after the event. But I find even as an event producer, I shut down the next day. Like I lit my whole thought the next day after an event, especially if it's a long, cause I just came back from Orlando for a three day event, which was, yeah, actually, it was exhausting because one, I hadn't been in a live event for over a oh, year and sure. it was three days. So that's very, one day is one thing, but three days is a whole nother ball game. And so I always block out the time after the event. I don't book anything the day after. I just relax. I get a massage. I try not to. There are some things we have to do to wrap up things, but I really try not to do that and, and take care of myself. So that's really important. Yeah. So I think that's something to really think about is taking care of yourself, obviously. So in your new And also to have some rules. I love a good rule where you say, hey, if I do this, then I have to, like even a vacation, if you take a vacation, don't go directly back to work the next day. I've started to do that a lot more where it's, I'm not, you know, necessarily meeting face to face with people. I might be doing stuff behind the scenes, but I'm not like on. And for me, I find to have that buffer day to have, you can give yourself some kindness in your schedule too, to be able to be a little bit more uh, relaxed, but you have to be strict about really keeping that that structure yeah you have to and I'm bad about that because it's really hard for me to structure my schedule I yeah. always 
Because I know people that just, they take client calls on certain days at certain times. I can't do that. I can't do uh-huh. it. My clients aren't available. It, they're just all over the place. Yeah. So obviously this program is usually every Thursday and I, this yes. is special. For you, it's special. Thank you. Uh, I don't mind. It's fine. But I like to be consistent so people know when it is. But I've been so good. We've been doing this almost a year now, which I cannot believe. Wow, that's so fun. I just started it just to um, kind of help my industry colleagues who were like, what do we do? I know in the industry as you've been in a very long time. And so I thought, well, let's just, and I wanted to get the experience being on video because as I hate being on video, well, now I'm not, it's not, I know I'm so proud of you. That's so good that you dove in and did it. I'm a behind the scenes girl, but now I enjoy it and I don't think too much about it. But, and that's what I tell people is you just do something consistently. It's going to be second nature for you. Just get get out of your, we just started doing this because I just wanted to try to help people and in the industry and really entrepreneurs have business owners and stuff because it's evolved to that too as well. But it really sure. started up. I can't believe it's almost been a year. So it's just, it's but so being consistent and putting it on the books is yeah. really um, what's important. So I'm just, I can't believe I'm still doing it. So it's really great. And I'm happy about it. And I get to talk to amazing people and learn such great things. And I get sure. lots of people contact me and say, I love that interview. I learned so much. And people are getting business from other people through sure. this this platform. So that's what it's all about. Okay. So in your new book, Listful Living, talk about tapping into your own personal productivity style. What do you mean by that? And how do you figure that out? So I'm never going to tell you to be a morning person if you're not a morning person, because it's going to make you cranky. It's going to make you annoyed. I know because I've tried and a lot of the best advice out there is that you have to get up at 430 in the morning and that's what CEOs do. And cool, good for them, but it doesn't work for me and it doesn't work for a lot of people. So what you should do is tap into your own personal productivity style. And first again, notice when are you most productive? When do you start to feel your juices flowing for different activities? Like for me, I I don't get started really early in the morning. I like to start my day, have some tea, read the newspaper, ease into my day. And then I really feel my most creative around two or three o'clock. So if I'm doing any kind of projects or writing, I try to do it then. I have a live stream show as well called Inside Scoop, and I do it at 2 p.m. because I know that's when I'm going to feel my most fired up. And so you can stack the deck in your favor if when you're most productive and you can start to take your schedule and put meetings in different places and see how do you feel. If you feel like, oh, in the morning I want to be talking to people because that gets me excited and that gets me ready for the day, then you should do that. If some people get a little tired at the end of the day, if maybe they don't want to be talking to people, they want to do something solitary. That is all creating your own, your your own little cocoon of working at your best pace and also not being stressed. And I find that it's really helpful. And in in the book, I walk you through some exercises. It's it's to you fill in the book. It's like a journal. And you look very much at where are you at right now with your stress levels and with your productivity? Where would you like to be? And then how can you get there? Because it's I'm all about a little bit of woo, create some magic, but then you have to actually do things to make that happen. Yeah, I am not a morning person. I don't drink coffee. Sounds like you don't either. No, I drink tea. I drink tea. Yeah. 
feel my tea, but I wait, my body naturally wakes up around seven, seven thirty, and yeah. I get hours of sleep every night. I'm one of those lucky people who get to, and I wake up slow. I get on my phone. I look at what's going on with all of my platforms and marketing and all of that and do sure. some work that can, that, that I probably need to cut back on a little bit because I feel like sometimes I just get in it and all of a sudden two or three hours have gone by and I'm like, wow, yes. crazy. So I, I have to control that. But, and then I get up and I, that's why my show doesn't start till one o'clock. So yeah. I just, I need to like wake up and have a little breakfast. My workouts are super important. I try to get those in. I've been slacking a little on that. To get it back. happens. Well, it springs here. I can get outside more. But, Go outside. Um, totally. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's, it's, is good too. So it is. I, and that's important to know yourself too, that you like to work out when you yeah. like to work out, how that energizes you for the day. Those are all very important details. I, I cannot work out at night. Like I'm too tired. Yeah. You know, I've got too much going on. A lot of times I work a lot later at night. So when I've mm -hmm. had all my calls and I've during the day around six o'clock, I start working for a few hours, you know, I'll have sure. dinner that but it really depends but it's I find that I cannot work out I like working out in the morning it just gets me it it clears my head it makes me feel less stressed because sure. I'm working on days if you saw my calendar it's not pretty so I don't know how I get anything done to be honest but I do try to block all my time which is that's good that's good yeah okay in your book you talk about timing yourself when you do tasks I'm so bad at this how is that helpful as a producer, again, I am very in tune to how long 30 seconds is, how long a minute is. Most people don't think in seconds, but I, I ask everyone to start looking also how long does it take you to do things? Because most people either underestimate or overestimate how long something's going to take. So they think, oh, it'll take me... 30 minutes and it takes an hour and 30 minutes, right. or it's going to take me two hours and it took you 20 minutes right. So to be able to reconcile that. And also like, how long does it take you to do your makeup in the morning? How long does it actually take you to eat breakfast? Probably not as long as you think. Right. And then that way I would always be thinking when I used to commute and leave the house, now that I work for myself, it's a little bit easier. And I when working from home for the past four years, but what time do you have to get out the door? And then right. does that mean you're going to eat breakfast in your apartment or are you going to eat breakfast at the office? Because now it's going to take you 10 minutes to make that breakfast and then five minutes to eat it or whatever it is. You don't have that amount of time. You got to get out the door. Right. So just knowing that actually makes you even more just efficient. And it's, it is a little event, your life, everything that you're doing. It is. It feels like an event. Let me tell you. Yeah. So, yeah. I, um, yeah. So you had mentioned something and I wanted to mention, I wanted to say something about it and I forgot what it was now, but, uh, timing yourself. So I, yes. oh, I, oh, so my team has to track their time. That's how right. I pay them. They track their time. I don't so much do that just because I have, I'm running. I just, I don't, unless there's some, I always feel like every time I think there's a project that's going to take me forever, it never takes as long as I thought it was going to be. For so, sure. but I do my time, my, my team does track their time because I have to pay them. So that's how I understand how long an event takes. If you are starting with doing events and you don't know how to price, you don't know how many hours. It's the best advice I can give you is to track your time. And there's lots of apps out there. We use Hours Keeper, I think it is. I think mm -hmm. it's Hours Keeper is what we use. Yeah, Toggle Hours is a good one too. I like Toggle. Hours Keeper, which is great. It's easy. And then you just start and you just, it's really simple to use. So time is great. All right, so your background as a TV producer trained you on how to pri prioritize your work and meet deadlines very yeah. well, which is you do, especially when I'm doing events too. I work by the second, right? So I'm on, on an yeah. event, 
every single minute, second is timed out. So I get that. What advice do you have for those wanting to learn how to master deadlines? Yeah, I love deadlines because it really focuses you and really makes you show up like you have to be ready for it. You have, and I give myself false deadlines all the time that I'll put things in my calendar that are actually not due for a week, but that's that so that I can start and right. to be able to even give yourself like little mini, almost like mini projects to say or mini pieces of that bigger project to say, hey, I want to finish this part of it. So it's not so overwhelming. A lot of times people will put things on their list that are you can't do. Uh, you can't write a book in one day. You just can't. So right. what is the little piece of that that you could set a deadline to and then put that in your calendar? And then that's the way that you get the bigger goal done. But I find deadlines are really helpful. Putting things in your calendar is helpful. And having accountability, having whether it's a virtual assistant or someone on your team who you can talk to and to be able to say, hey, I really want to do this. This is my priority. And then to have them say, okay, then maybe we don't do all these other things that don't really align with this one priority that you have. So it's really important to be clear. And also to especially if you're talking to new event planners or people who are just starting out to have that mechanism there to almost protect you from yourself a little bit. Because if left on, on our own, we'll just try and do everything. No, for sure. For sure. Also, you said accountability. I for many years had an accountability partner. So this was ah. in my industry. And we would meet once a week and we did this for five years straight. So wow, that's great. What it was, I think maybe every Monday at the beginning of the week, we would meet for an hour and we would talk about where we were, what our goals were, and we would hold each other accountable. Okay, so right. by, next, by our next meeting, you need to have this done. So accountability partners are amazing. And I've had many of them throughout my, my, my career. So I highly recommend... If you can find someone who's especially in the same industry that helps because you can, you know, bounce things off of each other. Okay. Do you have any favorite to-do list apps that you recommend? Yes, I do a little bit of both. Sometimes I use to-do list apps. I mostly write lists by hand. My one thing is every night before I leave my desk, I write down my list for the next day and I have it by my side. But I do like apps as well. There's one called Clear that I like a lot. Todoist is another very good one. And I like them for specific reasons. Like Clear, I use to put down the stuff that I need from Sephora or stuff that I need to get from the grocery store. It's more of like lists of things versus yeah. a to-do list. You know what I mean? Because then I know what to, where to find it. So in, in the same way that you would leave your keys in the same place, that's what you want to do with your list too, so that you know where they are. I like Evernote, but Evernote almost does too much. There's too much you can store in there yeah. and then I don't know what to find in there. Yeah, I've actually, I have, I used to use Evernote for all my invoice. So like any, I have to keep receipts and things like that. I would yes. put it in there. I haven't done it in years. I really don't know why I just stopped one day. I just stopped doing it, but I used to use it for that. I know you can use it to, for your business cards and all kinds of another one that I, I used use to it use for packing lists. That's what I put on my packing list. If I'm going on vacation or if I'm going on a, that's Evernote is my vacation and packing lists. Like that's, that's so where I keep that. That's so funny. But to do list, is that what the one that was wonder list? So no, it, so there's a different one. So Todoist is the one that I like, but Wonderlist I also used to love and they got rid of it. 
I know it was, we used it. We used, my whole team used it. I used it. I loved it. And then I think Microsoft bought them. So now it's called something else. Yeah. Um, I think it's Zen something. I forget the name of it. It's a little different. The thing that I like about it too, or I, there's a couple of different apps like this where you can collaborate with other people. And so yeah. you could have other people on there. You could set deadlines. I, I really like Asana, which is not a to-do list app, but yeah, Asana yeah. or Trello people like, but I like Asana for yeah. my team because we know everything that's happening. That's every single thing that I'm doing, everybody knows. And we know who's a, who's the one who's doing what. So yeah. you don't have no. to micromanage. You don't have to worry about, do you, did you remember to do this thing? It's there. And right. then you cut down a little bit on email because email is too much. You know, people get too much with all the emails. This way it's all in this app and you can just deal with Asana. Yeah. My, we use Asana. I have a team that manages my programs, my online yep. programs, my Facebook group. Mm -hmm. So there's a whole separate team for that as well as my event team. But they, I have someone who manages the team as well. So she takes care of all of that, thank God, because right. I don't really have the time to set it all up and do it all that. But she has the whole team's on there. So I'm always getting emails showing the tasks that everyone has done. Are done, yeah. I, follow it. I can see what's scheduled, who's supposed to be doing. We also use a Slack, which is great. Sure. So do I. Yep. So that's how we come up, communicate through for the Facebook group and my program. So it's a separate thing from my event team. But that's um, what I love that you have very specific things that you're using. So you in your mind also know what you're getting when you go there. It's correct. not like everything is here. What am I looking at? And then it yeah. just gets very confusing. Yeah. I like to keep them separate. I like the fact that they're separate and I use different things because when I get a message from Slack, I know it's from why yeah. it has to do with the Facebook group and my program. And totally. then you know, separately, we I do obviously emails for my event team and stuff. And I've used a lot of programs for the event team. There's a lot of programs out there, Basecamp and all kinds sure. of other For I just, I find we just use a Google Docs and Dropbox yeah. and we keep it an email. We keep it very simple. So I just- Air, Airtable is another one. I don't know if you've used it, but Airtable is actually really great too. And what does that do? Airtable is, it's almost like Google Sheets, but so you can have like spreadsheets, but okay. I find it even better because you can do even more things. It's really great. Yeah. And so for like working in television, you would always have a rundown. So you right. knew like what stories were coming next, how long was the story, how like I haven't been able to recreate that in any way because there's, you know, very specific software that you just use for television. But I found that Airtable is actually a pretty, pretty good one that you can do a lot with. You might want to just check it out. I feel like it might be interesting for you for your events and things. Is there a um, for it? No, they do have a free option for, I guess, however many you use or whatever. And then, then they do have, yeah, the programs where you can. To, I'll probably have to upgrade. I have to, there's always an upgrade for everything. Okay, good. So I just want to ask, all right. So if you're starting out, you've never made lists, where do you start? Like, I know I liked, I used to be really consistent on Sunday nights. I would sit down and make a list of all the things I had to do during well, out of that. COVID kind of messed us all up. So totally. what is the, like a routine to get somebody started if they haven't done lists? What do you have advice? And what is a little bit of like a cheat sheet sort of thing to get started? Yep. Yeah. One of the things with COVID and working from home, it, you can work all day, every day. And yeah. it's very hard to stop working unless you have boundaries. So my end of the day activity, and this has ha this has been since I was a TV producer, now that I work for myself and I'm a media trainer and coach, now I do the same thing. 
the last thing I do every single night before I shut down my office is that I make a list for the following day. So I make that list every day. It's the last thing I do. I've been doing it for years. So it's for me, it's if I don't do it, I'm not done with the day. And it also gives me a very good marker of now you're done. That's it. (laughs) Like stop working. I put anymore. You're done. Yeah. Yeah, So now, so I put everything that I have the time and the resources to do the next day. So it's not everything I wish that I could do. This is not aspirations list. This is very focused and targeted. It's all the stuff that the meetings I have to do. Also, what things do I have to do for my clients? Whatever, whatever it is I have to do. I'm very specific. I I write it down and it doesn't have to be a super long list, but it's for me, it's that ritual of shutting the office down. And then the next day when I come in, I have the roadmap. So I look at it and I'm like, okay, what's the intention for the day? What are the things that I must do? And look, things happen. Stuff pops up. Other things you weren't anticipating will happen. But to have that guide to continue to go back to is always so helpful because sometimes at the end of the day, you're like, wait, what did I do? What was I doing? What did, what happened? Yeah. You look at my calendar, you'll know what I did. It's not pretty. I'm always like, how do I get anything done? Because it's call up to call. But yeah, so that's good. And then I've heard like you can prioritize, but honestly, I just, and I use an old fashioned legal pad, to be honest. Yeah. I'm not, I, it's funny. I run my, I do events and we can be creative and, and, sure. and, and all that stuff and all the fun little stuff that go along with events. But when it comes to running my business, I'm super corporate about it. So, yes. and to be technology is fantastic. And I use a million things to run the business. But when it comes to my lists, I do write lists down on a legal pad. And I just love the, well, Wonderlist used to have this thing where you would check it off when it would make this wonderful noise. I love that. And it was like such an accomplishment. I'm so sad that went away because I do like, that was one technology that I did use, like an odd thing that I did use because I really liked it. But I write everything on a legal pad. So I'm old school with that. Yeah, I, me too. I use whatever I have, you know, what, and, and it doesn't have to be fancy. And a lot of times we'll buy these beautiful notebooks and then you don't want to write in it. And then you feel like, yeah. oh, I don't want to mess it up or I'm not sure. So just who cares? Just write it. And that's why I do one one list per day. And then with prioritizing, I do tell people to when you're first starting to, to do prioritizing, Think about what do you want to do before lunch and what do you want to do after lunch? And then that way you'll also be tapping into your productivity style of how do you feel before lunch? Right. What do you either want to get out of the way? Cause you know, if you wait till after lunch, you're not, not going to want to do it. Or what are you better suited to do at those times? So that kind of helps you a little bit too. And it, it's a broad picture. Yeah. I can only review contracts in the morning. See? So uh-huh. you contracts because it's a, there's a lot there. You have to like really contracts are contracts. So sure. you have to really have a clear head. So at night I'm too tired. I can't view, review numbers. Yeah. I, I can't read a document and I always have to take the document off of the screen. I have to yeah. print it and l- yeah. read it, make notes and stuff. I, I think that goes back to my legal days. I have a legal background. So I go back to my legal days when we would redline hand lighting. I still yes. don't do the redlining online, but I'm just old fashioned that way. So yeah, it works for you. But, yeah. So I can only review contracts in the morning. And that's such a good thing is to understand how you feel and when is the most time that you're productive in certain tasks. I think that's really important. Okay, good. I, this is so good because it's reminding me that I got to get my list. The most important thing is to get it out of your head because oh, you're for sure. 
it. And I do, I still do it myself, even though I'm like, I make lists for so many things. Jacqueline says me too on the contracts. I cannot read them after 3 PM. I'd add it to my morning list. It's so true. Very smart. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't. Um, and she's a, a colleague in my industry and she's amazing. She's in the mm-hmm. wedding industry mostly. So she's been in around and now she's running this. I always forget the name of the organization, but <laughs> you have to put it in there, Jacqueline. But so, yeah, so I, this is good because now it's going to get me back into sort of get, and I still do it. I don't bring it out of my head sometimes. And then I wake up and I think about it and I go to bed. Oh, and I think it. Yeah. Yeah. I, and it's important to get it down, even if it's like a brain dump. And then from there you make the daily to-do list. There's a woman who I've interviewed many times, both when I was a TV producer and now for both of my books, she's a stress expert. Her name is Dr. Heidi Hanna. And she says that she makes a just enough list. So what's just enough? What are the things that your clients will be happy? You'll be happy. Maybe it's three things. Maybe it's four things. But that really helps you to prioritize too, to look at that list and say, okay, you know what? This would be just enough if I did this all tomorrow. Right. Or that you have, so Friday, I have a a client meeting for a potential client. And so I have to put the proposal together. I haven't already started. And my temper easy to jump, jump into it. But I know that I have to have that done by Friday afternoon. So I'm going to put sure. that on this. It's already on there, but I'll probably have more time tomorrow because I have an event tomorrow night. Yeah, it's That's ver- important though, to think ahead like that. Yeah. To be thinking, okay, right. yeah, to say, hey, I have a meeting with somebody. I know I'm going to have to send them a proposal. Let me block that time afterwards to actually do that. Because that's where we get into trouble because we just keep talking to people and then don't set any time to actually do the work or have the mechanism in place where you have a team member who knows how to do that thing. So you alert them and say, hey, this call is happening. This or this might happen afterwards. So just be ready if I ask you for some help. So everybody sort of knows where you're at. Yeah, always when we have a potential client, when you have a potential client call, we know that there's going to be a proposal that's going to have to usually come after that. Right. Uh, And it takes a little, you know, it takes probably a a little over an hour to do them. It just depends on the type of event and, uh, but uh, you have to put in for that. So I always push it close to the call, closer to the call to do it because then it's fresh in my mind. If I did the proposal a week ago, then I would have to go back and review it again, which is fine, but I like to have it fresh in my mind when I meet with them. Sure. Okay, good. All right. So you have a bit of a different take on self-care and mindfulness, which have become buzzwords. What are some non-conventional ways women can take better care of themselves? Okay. So I don't even know how to pronounce these. So oh, I'll tell you about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huga. Huga is one. Yes. So I think people get self-care really wrong because they think it has to be a week-long vacation or a two-hour massage. That's awesome. And you should totally do those things. But that is not the only way to incorporate self-care into your life. It could very much be something very simple, how you create your schedule, giving yourself a half hour for lunch, like these little things that you're doing. It's a kindness that you're doing to yourself. And huga is uh it's a dutch word that it's very much about like coziness and how to feel good and putting a blanket on drinking a cup of tea giving yourself five minutes to read your favorite book what are those little things that you can put into your day that will make you feel better and make you feel charged up to continue doing things there's someone that i know years ago that anytime someone would cancel with her right if she had a meeting and the meeting canceled instead of jumping into work 
she would do something nice for herself. So she'd take that opportunity to look at this list that I'm asking you to make and say, okay, what are those things that I really like? Is it reading a chapter of a fiction novel or is it calling a friend, going for a walk? making something in the kitchen. You know, some people like to be creative and do that. Whatever it is that gets you excited, make that list. And that's care too. And that is a thing that you can incorporate into your every day, right? You can't incorporate a massage every day. You can't yeah. incorporate a vacation every day, but at least some of these other things you can put into your day. So you do feel charged up and you feel taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. The other one was a kiki. Oh, ikigai. Yeah. So ikigai is a Japanese word. Okay. And that aligns with what is your, basically what's your purpose, right? So let's say you really love gardening and that you love, you just love doing it and you don't get to do it because you're too busy or you live in Manhattan and you don't know how you would possibly do yeah. that. But if you do love that, why not have that be part of the day too, or a reward for doing something? That's another thing. I love to give myself rewards when I do stuff. When you do that thing on your to-do list that you've been avoiding and you don't really want to do, yeah. watch a half hour of Netflix afterwards, because that's like a very good positive. Could you incorporate some of the things that really do charge you up and make you feel good? And clearly people around the world are, are doing it better than us. So there are things that we can really learn from them to, to take better care of ourselves. So every time I get into bed, because today and the stress and the da, 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 and I get into bed and I do this every night, mm -hmm. I get in bed and I'm like, I'm so happy. I love that. Because the bed just makes me, I'm so happy that I put my body down. Yes. Relax now. I don't have to hold my head up, move around. I'm in, I'm, I'm just literally, my hair is so, I always say it every night. My boyfriend laughs when he hears me say it. <laughs> so happy. Yeah, I love it. Instantly, the feeling of getting into bed, it just makes me feel so happy. And so I feel totally. like it's a really great place to end your day. Even if I had a crappy day, it's like my favorite. I can't wait to put the covers on me because I that. Such a nice reward. I love that. And I also, it started really during the pandemic. I've started to read a lot more and right. to read fiction. And that's every night before I go to bed, that's my shutdown. I get excited to go read that chapter of the book that I've been reading yeah. through. And it's the same kind of thing. Are there things, points in your day that you can add some of these things in? Yeah. This has been awesome. Thank you so yes, much. Yes. Thank so you. About your book, about where to find you and all that good stuff. Yeah. So uh, if you want to get my list making starter kit, you can go to paularizzo.com slash lists. And uh, you'll learn all about my books, Listful Thinking, Listful Living, and how you can use lists to be more productive and less stressed and get more done, but not do more. We don't want you to do more. We want you to, to just be able to, to do the right things and right. find some more time for yourself. Yeah. And make you feel less stressed about what you have to do. Totally. That, that's going to help you keep organized. So you've got listproducer.com too, right? Sure. Isn't that a, a yes. productivity site? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you can go to listproducer.com or paularizzo.com slash list. Paularizzo.com slash list. That's list yes. plural, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, awesome, awesome. Thank you, my dear. It was so Thank great you. to have you. So good to see you. You and I have not seen each other in a while because I know. Usually we do see each other out in the Yes, we have a lunch or we do something. Yes, what we'll have to. Exactly, exactly. So thank you so much, you guys. If you want to reach out to Paula and get her book or talk about this or any of that, she also talks, talk about your video, what you do when you help. Yeah. You 
Yes, I'm a media trainer and coach and strategist. So I do help people who are looking to do video, whether it be with traditional media and do media interviews or produce their own video. So anything that you want to put out into the world, I work with a lot of CEOs, I work with authors, entrepreneurs, people who are, now everybody cares about video because everybody is doing, Zoom is now our world uh, of, of meetings. So yeah, I, I work with a lot of people and I have a, a checklist if people are interested in that and in, in becoming a media expert or doing better videos. If you go to paularizzo.com slash checklist, you'll get the checklist because I can't help myself. I have to make a checklist for everything. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. And then your podcast, what, what is your podcast? Yeah. So it's actually a, a live stream video, uh, video show. It's called okay. uh, Inside Scoop. And I do it every Thursday at 2 p.m. And this week I'm actually talking about work from home snacks ah. and how to plan your day better so you're not starving and then grabbing chips. And I'm talking to an expert, uh, Nagina Abdullah, who is a weight loss coach for women. And I've known her for years. I've uh, interviewed her in the past uh, when I worked at Fox. And she has some really great ideas to do some meal prep and to make sure you're not over snacking and overindulging throughout the day. COVID is, we've all got totally the COVID extra pounds. So. Yes, totally. You think we wouldn't have because we would have been working out more, but I guess we could have walked every day, but I don't know. <laughs> We've all been interrupted in so many different ways. All right, my dear, thank you so much. It was so good to see you. And I'm so happy that you were on the show. Thank you. All right. Okay, you guys, thanks so much for joining. We'll be back next week. We'll see you then. Take care. Bye.